Five years ago, Greta told us that humanity would come to an end unless we stop using fossil fuels. Turns out it didn't happen, and she deleted the tweet. My good friend Jack Basobic's here with me today to talk about it because he tweeted about it. He says, Greta, why did you delete this? You can see the tweet on the screen and the date from 2018. And now you're getting fact-checked on this, Jack. What's going on? So this is one of the weirdest of all the controversies I've been in. I mean, they're all weird, but this is one of the weirder <laughs> ones. Because, so catching someone for deleting a tweet, when you go into, it's one of the most fun things about Twitter. Yeah. It's, it's when you can catch one of these people who's in, in a high position or has high influence, like a Greta Thunberg, and you catch them in, 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 in a lie, you catch them in a misrepresentation, and then you catch them covering their tracks, right? And this is, this is so great. So Twitter is, is not just a, you know, a live feed because Twitter is also an archive of things people said in the past. So I can go and tweet mine, anyone, on any topic. And then, of course, there's also a timestamp. So this just makes first start of the fun of you have to look at Twitter as a video game. That's that's what I do. Right. You know, and so we find this Greta Thunberg and she had deleted and someone had just found it right before I did and say, hey, wait a minute, Greta. It's been five years since this tweet because it was a 2018 tweet. Um, it's actually, I think, like not it was a June tweet. So it's all it's not quite five years yet. So we're getting right. there because I'll be accurate. Right. I'll be accurate. Right. And but we we can see that the you know, the world is has not ended. It's it's not coming any closer to ending, at least not through uh, you know uh, climate change and maybe World War Three kicks off. Sure, but um, no, which arguably, which again was another one that Media Matters got mad at me because I said because I said that Greta Thunberg was ultimately responsible for the Russian invasion of Ukraine. <laughs> um, because my point was that the, I said the Germans probably shouldn't have listened to Greta; they should have listened to Trump when he said that you shouldn't put all your chips in on green energy in this Nord Stream thing, because if they pulled Nord Stream, you're done for. And right. so I pointed out, well, you shouldn't have listened to Greta and then Media Matters. Oh, oh how dare you? Attack. And, and it's incredible to me. So now Newsweek.com has written a fact check of me going through this whole thing of, and, and what's amazing is they don't call me a liar in any of it. Right, they attack us for for tweeting about all this. They said they go. Well, hold on, you, you, you didn't this. lie. You asked a question. The tweet says, "Hi, There's Greta no Thunberg. Lie. Why did you delete this?" Question mark. Why did you delete this? Right. And so I've got her deleted tweet. I've got her screenshot of the deleted tweet, and I have an archive, right, an archive link, which stamped down that this existed on the internet at this time that she had tweeted that. And here's what's amazing is. They're saying it's false because they say she didn't technically state that the world would end. It was that she wrote humanity would end unless we stop using fossil fuels. So apparently, apparently that's slightly different from saying the world would end. We said humanity would end and therefore, <laughs> therefore fact check false and here's the interesting point is that if and the reason the fact checks like this are used are that if this goes out so twitter doesn't really have this they're kind of starting to but instagram facebook some of these other platforms you get slapped with a fact check now yeah. all of a sudden you get put in the penalty box it's like when you go when you're playing hockey you get put in the penalty box you know right. you know two minutes for fighting high sticking whatever that 
now your account isn't going to be able to propagate. People aren't going to be able to see uh, see your posts, even if even regardless of that post, even future posts that don't include anything about that uh, will be covered. So that post on my Instagram is now covered false information. So you have to click through That's and then incredible. there's an explanation I mean, here's, to see why. Here's her tweet. A top yeah. climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels. Over the and that, that's time. her tweet. That's what she wrote on Twitter five years ago. Yeah. Quote. It's a right quote. There. And then she deletes it. She deletes it because it makes her look dumb. Now, I think the big question here, Jack, is why is she protected? Remember her little spat with Andrew Tate? Was that a month ago? Yes. <laughs> uh, I think probably two months. Actually, okay. I think they referenced that in this article. Right. Um. And then everybody joked about after they, you know, had that little spat. Which, by the way, her response was really stupid. It, it was like her response wasn't even all that necessarily. Wasn't it about uh, his like adroit? his genitalia or his nuts or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was just a very crass, right. mean response, which I mean, I go, OK, you can do that. On it was small. Media, wasn't it a small exactly, blank energy? Right. Right. It's not, yeah, not yeah, exactly a witty retort like or a comeback. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of like that, the um, comeback that all liberal women use. It's like sexual and crass. I wasn't going to say it, but yes, it is. It is literally the same. The comeback that all liberal women use, they'll go straight to that. It's the right. same one. They'll say, you know, if somebody uh, is, a you know, is a gun owner or if you own a truck right. or if you if you do anything remotely masculine in your life right. that, oh, it must be, be because of this. Whereas, because you have small blank energy, you know, right? You know, I I I I go shooting with my friends. Uh, I know people who I don't, I don't have a truck, <laughs> but I know guys who own trucks. But that's it's never even anything we talk about. It's it's we like guns because we like shooting guns. That's it. There's it's simple. Right. There's no there's no when my when my four year old who's you might hear him he's running around. He was at the playground the other day. You love the story by the way. So uh, we were here at the playground and he's there was one of the girls from church who, you know, they kind of have a little like a little like, you know, puppy love thing going on, like a little kid crush kind of deal going on is also at the playground. So she sees him and they're playing together. And then along comes another boy and he's got a brand new remote control car, which this thing and Taylor, you got to understand this thing. It can drive on its side. It can drive on two wheels. It goes up and keeps driving. So guess what he does? He pulls off the playground. He's like, look, I'm going to see you later. And he goes over and he's playing with the car. And then I said, I, hold on a second. This is supposed to be like a play date. And, go, and then I saw the car and now I'm playing with the car. Right. And she, she's <laughs> going to her dad. Why won't Jack, Jack come play with me? And it's, you have to understand this. Is, well, you have to understand it's not against you, but this car can drive on two wheels. So right. <laughs> you know, it's, he's got guy brain. That's just right. all, that's all it is. It's guy brain. Yep. Um, and that's no, it's not a social construct. It's something that we're all indelibly born with spiritually, biologically, etc. So the idea that all liberal women try to take it back to that, which, by the way, also goes into something that that, you know, I don't know about specifically Tate, but a lot of the guys talk about in in sort of the manosphere is about that women really are the ones that control that in our society. They control dating, they control marriage, they control reproduction in many ways that in the society that we have today, it is very female driven. And so what 
Greta is actually doing is reinforcing female dominance by saying something like that to him, which obviously strikes to the, I mean, whether she realizes it or not. So she, which strikes to the heart of everything that those guys talk about. Yeah. Yeah. The, the liberal woman mindset, which tends to be promiscuous, I think it's fair to say, uh, does like to, to see the relationship between male and female as strictly sexual. Which well, is that, that show, I mean, on that show, what uh, whatever, that's, that's, they, they all talk about this. They talk about, you know, the, these OnlyFans girls will go on. You should go on that, by the way. Um, <laughs> they, they're, bringing, they're bringing people on. Yeah, you should totally go on. Because um, they are bringing on people to debate. And so there'll be these OnlyFans girls, and they'll say things like, yeah, oh, well, it's, it's great. This is female empowerment to be on OnlyFans. This is, I'm independent. I'm independently wealthy. I don't have to work for a man, et cetera. And the one was even talking about how she looked at men as uh, she, would, she would form relationships with men in order to bring them down, in order to, uh, to mess with their heads, you know, in order right. to do all these. And, and as if they should, as if they should, because men have been, you know, in 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 what the the conspiracy theory known as wokeness, men have always been uh, oppressing women, and men have been uh, keeping women down, chaining them to the kitchen, chaining them to the, forcing them to take care of their children and love their families, <laughs> and uh, you know, going Cook out food. of the house and yeah. working yeah. And, and, and cooking food, just sla slaving away. Um, you know, while while the man goes out and, and makes all the money that which, of course, the women go go and spend. But, you know, again, so and then, of course, you know, people will ask them basic questions on the show. Which This is what I like about the show, actually. Um, is this the show that Michael that, Knowles uh, was just on? Yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah Knowles seeing, was on. I've been seeing right, clips they, of it. And they yeah, they they couldn't understand when they asked him. They said, well, how did you meet your wife? And he said, well, we would, you know, we met when we were about 10 years old and. You know, we were in like uh, the same school together, different classes, and uh, you know, dated a little bit in high school, broke up in college, got back together, got married, and she, the the girls couldn't believe that story. They couldn't believe that a, a person would have a relationship like that. Meanwhile, I'm thinking like, I think like eighty percent of the people I know in real life have a story like that. That right you know it's like all the people you went to high school with and say oh yeah this guy ended up with this girl or you know i never expected the two of them to get together they never you know they sat at different tables at lunch or whatever um but you know they work it works out and everybody's happy and that's just kind of how i i would say probably even to this day 80 percent of people that's pretty much how you get married especially if you were uh growing up in the same town you live in the same town etc that's that's one of the most normal things to do. Yeah. But these OnlyFans girls on this podcast, they couldn't even wrap their minds around it because in their world, it's it's women have to dominate, women have to get back at men. So anyway, right. we're, we're digressing, but it, I think it's a point that that's important is that it clearly Greta it has now moved beyond simply climate change uh, 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 evangelism, right? Because what she does is, is, a, is obviously <laughs> pagan worship that it, she's now into into female feminism and all this other stuff, which of course it all goes it's all goes hand in hand. Right. Yeah. So why does why does someone like Greta or how does someone like Greta get the global protection stamp? Where that's really what's so amazing. They are completely to me, that, you know, backed up. 
by every look i go after everybody on twitter i go after everybody on twitter right and they'll say oh he picks on women and minorities and i said really you mean like hunter biden <laughs> you know uh you know, joe biden who's nominally a, a white catholic male right <laughs> it's it's hilarious no it's it's but greta there's certain people who are protected by the regime and you mm -hmm. you can see this because of diff and it's 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 illusory right there's no there's no score next to somebody's name that explains what their power level is in in the greater overall hierarchy of the regime under which we live but you can start to see the outlets of it you can start to see the facets of it the the edges of it when you come across things like this where you know you say something about Greta Thunberg which is completely 100% true and whether or not she was right about what the guy said, I don't care. She deleted the tweet, and this is what the tweet said. That's it. That's the end of the story. I don't care what the context is. I don't care what the rest of it is. We got you, right? But when it's her, suddenly there's a fact check because she had been used as an agent of change. She had been used. Remember, she she leaves school. She does her uh, you know, transatlantic uh, sailing mission. Um, she's urging other people to get out of school, given given a feeded at the United Nations. And they have another one. They have like a that they've started now um, who's who's sort of like Greta Jr. That's that's, you know, sort of the up and coming. And she's on TikTok. So Greta's Twitter. But now they have a TikTok Greta who's sort of the next big thing. Um, which, to her credit, at least mentioned something about East Palestine, which was, you know, Greta couldn't be anywhere found on. And they they use these uh, these avatars, they use them as tools to perpetuate their power throughout our society. And so we can see these tools and we can see the images of these tools being used. And if you if you point out a, a flaw, if you desecrate one of their idols, right, you know, if you if you go in and uh, commit an act of blasphemy against one of their leaders, then you get a response like this. This right. is uh, similar. It's similar to um, there's a guy on trial in New York City right now for for posting memes of Hillary Clinton in 2016 memes. And they're putting him on trial saying it was election interference. And they say, oh, well, you know, he said something, he said something bad on a podcast. I say, okay, whatever. But this is the United States of America, right? We yeah. don't, you know, if somebody's walking down the street with a t-shirt you don't like, you can't, you know, arrest him for that. Right? Yeah, I mean, people joke um, about, oh, the Spanish Inquisition, Inquisition, Inquisition. We have an Inquisition. There are certain oh, yeah. things you can't oh, say. Yeah. There are certain people you can't attack. They will come after you and destroy your life. We saw that. I'd love to get your comments on the leaked FBI memo. I mean, so this is something that I've that I've talked about, you know, on a number of shows already. But look, should we be surprised? Should we be surprised that the first people and I, I talked about this at CPAC, actually, that the first people they start making lists of are the people that they consider just a little bit too Catholic. These guys, they're <laughs> they're too Catholic. You know, yeah. you can be Catholic, but you can't be too Catholic. You can be Biden Catholic. Biden Catholic. Yeah, Biden Catholic, you know, yeah. the, the cafeteria Catholic, that's fine. You know, social justice Catholic, right? You know, you're you're good to go, right? Let the let all the you know, let all the immigrants in, open the open the doors on the border, flood it all out. That's great. You know, those those Catholics are are supported. You can get taxpayer funding. Um, but if you're actually following the precepts and you're trying to go along with canon law, and if you are practicing, you know, God forbid. Latin mass, 
Ro- <laughs> you know, the 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 Roman right. Uh, this is it's 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 too much. And now the FBI is literally making lists of you and and organizations like. Uh, they always have the three-letter organizations: FBI, SPLC, AD, whatever you know, whatever these organizations are. They're all operating off of the same sheet of music because what they're doing is they are the enforcement arm of the regime, and they sit there. And instead of now, you know, I could write an article on HumanEvents.com or the PostMillennial.com about something that happened, or here's a list of Antifa members. Guess what? The FBI is never going to pick that up. They're never going to go and say, oh, these are all the identified Antifa leaders, huh? There's the one committing attacks on police facilities in Georgia. They're the ones that are uh, going after Charlie Kirk up at UC Davis. So, yeah, we're going to make sure to to go after them. We're going to arrest them for crossing state lines for the purposes of causing a riot. This was this is literally the riot actors written for the KKK originally. Those operations never get done. It never happens. In fact, they asked Merrick Garland about it. He said about the, pro, the pro-life pregnancy centers, right? So... Keep in mind, you had a guy like Mark Houck who gets arrested because he got into a shoving match with the guy who was messing with his kid. Wasn't preventing anybody from going in, by the way. Gets into a shoving match with a guy who started it on his son. He gets the pre-dawn raid from the FBI. But you can go and firebomb a pro-life pregnancy center and the Attorney General of the United States will say, oh, we can't do anything about that. Why? Because it happened at night. Because it happened at night. The same way that the federal courthouse, which, by the way, he said also during his nomination hearings about the federal courthouse in Portland, which was attacked for over 59 days, uh, a federal government facility and no arrests, shooting at police, no arrest. None of this goes down. And then January 6th, you know, you you commit illegal trespass. And instead of getting a fine, you can get 14 months in jail. So. What, what I mean to say is that when I look at the leaked FBI memo, which supposedly retracted now, but of course, you know, there's no real repercussions for this. We have to understand the situation that we're in. We're in a regime that under that understands that the people who are believer, actual firm believers in a higher power, not the and, and, and let's be frank, there are a lot of people who walk around saying they're Christian, saying they're religious, that are completely atheist. They don't believe in any of it. They use it as a tool. They use it as a vehicle for their political agenda. Uh, so many of these churches that I see out there, especially Western churches, are it's it's obviously just a left wing group getting uh you know creating a tax shelter and using the imprimatur of of well I'm holding a Bible so you know so I don't have to pay any taxes and then what are they pushing they're pushing gender surgery they're pushing transitions they're pushing pronouns all sorts of insanity that has nothing to do whatsoever with Christianity and those of course and those of course will never be threatened whatsoever. So the people they are going to target first are those that actually believe in the church, that actually believe in a higher power. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and I loved the Josh Hawley interrogation of the attorney general. It was wonderful. He just laid into it. It was wonderful. Yeah. And, and by the way, to point out, you know, it shouldn't surprise us, right? Because every time you have a movement like these Bolsheviks get in somewhere, uh, whether it be the Russian Revolution, whether it be Poland, whether it be Spain, the Spanish Civil War, who do they always, Argentina, Chile, who do they target first? Cuba, right? The, the, the Cuban Revolution. Who do they target first? They target the priests, they target the nuns, they target the churches. It's the same thing that we've seen across the board all over the world. Yep. When the Catholic Church does her job and is united, it's for the fascists, for the for this communists, for the Marxists, for everybody, we are target number one because it's so powerful. Yeah. Yep. 
All right, so uh, what's going on in Mar-a-Lago? I was in Mar-a-Lago a month or so ago, and you were, I saw a tweet last night. You are sitting like at a table with Trump. What's going on? I, uh, I ended up having dinner with the president this week. We ended up getting, uh, we got a couple of weeks ago, we got an invitation to, uh, I said, hey, uh, President Trump would like to have dinner with you and your wife. would like to invite you down to Mar-a-Lago for, uh, for a meal. And he's gearing up towards obviously an election that's coming up here in, in very, you know, very short order. We're only about, think about it, really just about 18 months away. And he's already announced, he's declared. And so he said, Would you would you be available on you know on this night? And I said, Well, I'm gonna make myself available. So uh so yeah, we we flew down and we had a we had an excellent meal with the the pres the 45th president of the United States. And I could tell you, by the way, for a fact. And I double checked this with Tanya, all right, because everybody's asking me already. I'm just going to put it out right now. He ate a cheeseburger with ketchup, no bun. The bun was there on the side, didn't touch it. Three barbecue <laughs> ribs, grilled jumbo shrimp that he loved, which is fantastic, by the way. And for dessert, bananas foster with the caramel with sugar See, was... donuts. However, he didn't eat the donuts. I thought I was like, okay, he's going keto, he's going carnivore until you got to the bananas foster. I think it's 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 Trump keto. It's <laughs> it's, it's Trump, Trump keto. keto. It's Trump keto. Now how, sure. how so, yeah, is he, he in how almost, is he yeah. in spirits? Uh, I thought I'd seen him in a bunch of clips. I'm like, oh, Trump looks a little older. He's not. But then when I saw him in Mar-a-Lago, whenever that was, a month or so ago. He was pretty fired up and he looked thin and, and kind of younger. He looked good. How do you look last night? He's getting, he's, he looks so much thinner. I yeah. really have to say it. He's gotten thinner. What's up? Yes, Jack, Jack. You're going to the church library. All right. Well, you have fun at the church library, Jack, Jack. All right. So Jack, Jack and Anna are going to the church library. Church he library. just wanted to make sure I knew that. Solid, solid church library. Not bad. Okay. Very so, solid, right? so my number one, I think question... it's actually just means the library in your church, but, right. but no, he was, he was looking, I mean, looking great. Um, very sharp. And that's, you know, when you see, when you see Biden up there stuttering around and can't seem to find his way around, around the place. I mean, we, we sat there and talked for at least, at least two or three hours. And, just names, dates, stories, personalities. I mean, at some point, I actually had to think about it and remind myself back in my head that, that is this guy really that, you know, this age that I, and I can see his age, you know, um, is he really this old? Because I don't, doesn't <laughs> feel like I'm talking to someone who's old. He's 76, but didn't, didn't have that feeling like I was talking to somebody who was older. It's like, I'm just talking to you right now. Yeah. No. Which I don't mean, you know, I don't mean as a, as a slight on anyone, but you know what I mean. There's usually like yeah. a little, you know, speak a little slower, et cetera. The other thing I got to say, and, and I'm just going to put it out there, that I have a, this is one of my like pet peeves with people is, um, I don't talk about this much personally or publicly, but I have, I have a thing with people who aren't, um, aren't like, like don't have good table manners. Um, it just drives me nuts with like when people talk with their mouth full of food or they're taking big bites and they're eat, all that stuff. Like it just drives me nuts. It's just like a personal, like, like tick that I have basically. Um, living in China was not easy for me <laughs> in terms of that. You had to really had to like, Ooh, 
um just kind of a lot of a lot of a lot of spiritual mental discipline when i was living over there um and uh his table manners were just uh, impeccable absolutely impeccable i mean the thin slices and small bites you know chewed you know chewed slowly but then he didn't talk while we were eating at all he finished his entire meal and then went back to speaking which i've just i've noticed you know around different people and you know i, you know, I eat out in dc i met with a lot of these people and it's at a really you know because he's a very personal guy very charming guy i think everybody knows that but um you know i just noticed that his table manners you can tell this is a guy that's had dinner with uh you know, some very powerful people and knows how, knows how you're supposed to comport yourself. Yeah. Now any, did y'all bring up anything about, cause my audience is conservative, Christian and Catholic, anything come up about FBI, Catholics, uh, Hauk, uh, some of these trials of people being persecuted for pro-life and or Catholic beliefs. And do you think Trump will, I wouldn't say that we will help I wouldn't us or say not that help we necessarily us. talked about any, any specific cases or anything like that but he we talked in general about how these these agencies have been weaponized against the opposition and um he did by the way he did notice that tanya and i said grace actually right before we you know we we ate our meal and, and then we did the sign of the cross and he said did you just give a little prayer and i said well you know i was you know, a catholic kid out of out of philly area you know it's that's what we do it's so every time and he goes, good. I like that. I like that. Um, and uh, we talked. We talked. We talked about persecution, and we talked about the persecution of not only obviously the cases he's involved in here and there. We didn't get into any details of those, but just just the way that anyone who's a conservative or a Trump supporter has been treated since 2016. People who just love their country, people who want to practice their religion freely. That's it, by the way. Um, and people who want to engage in politics have become criminalized. And he said that from the very start, that is one of one of the the things that he he kind of admitted this, that he didn't even understand how bad it was when he became president the first time. That he didn't realize how far gone these agencies, these agencies were. He thought obviously um you know, he fires James Comey a couple of months into the presidency. He says, "Look, this guy I got no confidence in him." But there was an there there was an um, an expectation that it was you know hopefully it was just Comey and that the next guy who came in would you know clean up some of the issues. And then we find out that Chris Ray is even worse than James Comey is the next guy who comes in, the next guy in line. So you're starting to realize, and I I think he's very much internalized this sense that and and coming from as an informer until. Uh, officer myself um that that this rot goes through and through that all of these national security agencies that they're using it to criminalize the opposition they're using these same tools that normally or i would say originally were built for the war on terror they were built for al-qaeda the taliban later isis um and then immediately and this just like you know, Ron Paul and and a lot of the libertarians warned us right. about, they which right. I, you know, I don't always agree with libertarians, but they were a hundred percent right on this. Yeah. That it was immediately used against the political domestic opposition, the same tools that were supposedly for uh, for foreigners and and foreign terror organizations. This is why, by the way, that they constantly are trying to prove some. They're desperate to prove some kind of connection between conservatives 
and Russia, because if they right. can prove that, that it's actually a Russian operation that from a legal perspective and a funding perspective, that allows them to tap into resources that the federal government has that you're not supposed to use against domestic opposition. But if you can prove that there's some, you know, even if it's tangential connection to Russia, really any other country, but Russia is the one that they've chosen, then uh, it enables them to use greater uh, greater powers and greater structures against the opposition. Yeah. And it's something where I really think that he he understands that it's I mean, obviously they've gone against him uh, as harshly as almost anyone, but he understands what's going on out there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. And I mean, you have massive influence. You have over two million on Twitter. And this needs to be an issue running into the next presidential debates, because we're talking about not just January 6th situation. We're not talking about just pro-lifers. David Howe, we're talking about FBI lists of Catholics. This has to be an up and coming issue that needs to be in the debates. And I hope you can. Well, he did actually play um, the, uh, have you heard the January 6th, the, na the national anthem that he released, that mm -hmm. version? No. So, so he's got this verse number one on iTunes right now. It's racing okay. up the charts on, on Spotify and some of these others. So, and, and he played this for us in, in that evening where it's a version of the national anthem remixed with Trump delivering the Pledge of Allegiance. But the national anthem is being sung by what they call the J6 Prison Choir. And the J6 Prison Choir, it's actually currently detained prisoners in Washington, D.C. singing over a prison phone that's then being recorded the national anthem. Wow. And then they remix that with him doing the Pledge of Allegiance. They put some, some ambiance music in behind it. And at the very end, they're all chanting USA. They're cheering. And what they're doing is, is that Trump has set up a fund so that if people go and, if, you know, if you pay to download it on iTunes, that the, uh, all the profits are going to the January 6th Legal Defense Fund. And so he recorded his part at Mar-a-Lago. They recorded their part literally on the prison block wow. of these guys that are currently in detention before their for their political beliefs, right? You know, anybody else would have gotten, you know, you would have gotten a fine and like a misdemeanor and, right. you know, you're on your way. Okay, right. You yeah. got fine. You weren't supposed to be here that day. Got it. Um, this happens. How many, um, you know, Amy Schumer and Jane Fonda have been arrested how many times for the exact same thing? Right. Um, they're, they're, Jane Fonda used to get arrested at 4 p.m. every Friday on you know, at the Capitol. You you could actually know. M Amy Judd was there one time. So you knew that you could go and meet her if you went to the Capitol at 4 p.m. because she right. would always get arrested every Friday at 4 p.m. And so uh, I think he understands the power that's in this movement, the power that's in that very question that you just mentioned about persecution. And when he saw it, and I think it was, it, it, I, I'll admit, it was even surprising me that it went number one in just yeah. a couple of days on yeah. iTunes, that uh, there's a huge movement there. And when you, and you, you know, when you're Donald Trump and something goes number one, you know, he's got to do more of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be an issue. And it's got, I mean, there's already tons of awareness about it, but I don't think we've seen it as like a political question of, Basically, citizens, lay people are now afraid of the CIAs, the FBA, uh, FBI's, et cetera, et cetera. Like this, our relationship to these agencies needs to be defined and restricted again. 
Well, that's right. And it's, it's, it's going back to, you know, this was the church commission all the way back in the 1970s, this idea of infiltration of groups. And I, I said this, by the way, and, and to go back to the FBI thing, I said, uh, folks need to understand that the next level of this, and if it continues, is whether or not the memo was retracted is infiltration, that yep. they will put federal agents uh, to start infiltrating these groups, infiltrating online message boards, online. This is what they do. Yeah. Uh, online chat. So you just think you're talking to somebody that you agree yeah. with and you, oh, we, you know, we agree uh, on Vatican II. We agree on uh, TLM, you know, and but then they'll start nudging you into right. more and more radical conversations. And then suddenly, like we're in this case, like I said, there's this guy on on trial in New York City over over a meme. And they've got they've got an informant who was in a chat group with him that that shared all these these messages of him of you know people saying like uh, oh ha 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 imagine if people actually fall for this meme ha 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 and they say see that's a conspiracy because you're you're, you're joking about something in a private group so we need to understand that it's very dangerous times that we're going into yeah. and I, I appreciate that one of the things that we really did talk about at dinner was this persecution of Americans and and I think I think he, you know, like a lot of people didn't understand how bad these prosecutions were going for January 6th until until some of the charges started coming out, until some of the sentences started to come out. Um, you know, and now we're seeing these videos, of course, being released by Tucker Carlson. And I have heard from from people close to Speaker McCarthy's office that we're going to be seeing more video of January 6th coming out. Huge, uh, just just basically a database video that's going to be right. coming out. Uh, what, what, what Tucker released is just the first sneak peek, but, and, and not to, to necessarily uh, take one side or the other, but to just show people the truth, to just show people what actually happened that day, that it, 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 there's people who are confused, but a lot of people are just walking around taking pictures of Statuary Hall, you know, <laughs> taking selfies, uh, taking selfies with police officers in some cases. Yeah. Um, and, and those people should not be treated as some kind of violent terrorist. But of course, if the media can turn someone walking around Statuary Hall into a violent terrorist, then imagine what they can do to someone who is uh, what they would consider a radical Catholic or an extreme Catholic, someone who and, and, and you see it, you know, you see it in the Atlantic, you see it everywhere, which, by the way, if you remember, and I think I know I shared this at the time. That Atlantic Magazine article that talked about how the rosary became a weapon was cited as a source, was cited as a footnote source for the FBI in targeting these groups. And they said, well, look, we see that that these extreme Catholics are using the rosary as a weapon now, and we're going to use that to inform our law enforcement as we look for radicals in these churches. And so we might laugh at those articles and we say oh that's silly that's funny but right. or you know laugh at something like the southern poverty law center or these other groups right but if people in power are then using that in a legal proceeding even as as crazy as it sounds right you know uh, it's it's a uh, you're you're still going to end up in the gulag one way or the other right. and they'll yeah, say they're going to say the rosary you know, is a supremacist sign and you you have it posted on your right back of your car and hanging from yeah, your go, go read. dash and people need to pick up their Solzhenitsyn people need to pick yeah. up their stories about what happened in Russia because guess what every single one of those people went through trial too they were charged and they were put mm -hmm. on trial and 
they were given their day in court and and then they got their sentence and they yep. said whoa everyone here is no we don't throw people in prison here we you know we give everyone their conviction i was in china too today right they they put you right. on trial but you know uh from you know my wife tanya who, who you know and she's having been born in the soviet union she one of the things that she points out is that you know even in the west today she said it's it's amazing that you still have uh, your you know defense lawyers and you have legal funds and you even have an opportunity to defend yourself you know, back home <laughs> no <laughs> not at all you you know you kind of just get informed of what the charges are and then informed of what your sentence is and that's about it yep so we can we can go down that road if we want to right and that's that's i, don't I, want I think to. that's something with 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 President Trump, that when you talk about you know oh, you know can you support a guy like this and what about something they said here what about this comment I say it, it it's not about him as a person it's about doing the right thing for our country and where we're going to go in ten years and twenty years and thirty years because there's there's two doors right now in for us one of which is back to the republic that we love where we have pluralism and freedom of speech and freedom of religion and the other one is is a very dark road and and we're currently on that and i don't see anybody else around that's actually standing up and saying that they will do something about it or that has the ability to actually do something about it yeah. all right well thanks for all your insights and your time i appreciate this you want to go medieval with me you want to you want to get radical and do some latin right now Oh, I'd love to. I love you it. Want, you want to get just totally, what's the word? Traditional. Totally. It's just, look, man, I'm already on the list anyways. Huh? <laughs> all right. All right. So let's do the, uh, let's do the, our father. You want to do it all together? Or do you want right. to do half and half? Let's do it together. I'll do it all together. Okay. Oremos nomini patris et fidi, spiritus sancti amen. Sancti amen. Pater noster, quies in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum. Adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra. Panum nostrum, quotidianum da nobis odie, et emite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. Nomini Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen. All right, Jack Vasilovic, Poso, promo code Poso. There that's right, is. never Tanya, only promo code Poso, <laughs> MyPillow.com. There is no promo code Tanya. That's a conspiracy theory. It's fake news, deep fake, treachery. Awesome. All right, God bless. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ said you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth, so go out there and be salty. God bless. Thank you, Jack. See you next time. God bless. Appreciate it, man. Take care.